party started, you guys. It's been a while since I've done a solo. I know I said that in the last episode, but this is truly, truly a solo. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit nervous for this episode because I haven't done a solo in a little bit of time. And it's kind of like a lot of pressure, you know? You can't work off of other people to make witty jokes. You really got to rely on yourself here. So last night, I'll be honest with you if you're watching this, what is that background noise? What the heck? You guys, the the airplanes and the ambulances and the helicopters in LA are just absolutely nonstop. I can't sleep at night. It, well, actually, at this point, it's kind of like that white noise. It's like having a white noise machine with like the waves crashing. But instead of that, it's like super obnoxious sirens. So I'm really sorry for that little like kickback in the audio for a second there. Um, but I'll be honest, you guys, last night, it was a Friday night. Today, it's a Saturday morning. I haven't been feeling that great lately. <laughs> I was having some lady issues, you know? Um, and so Friday night, last night, I took, you know, took it easy. And in honor of Taylor Swift's 10-minute All Too Well coming out, um, I took it upon myself to watch not only one rom-com, but two, and the second one being Dear John. So today, my face is a little swell, swollen, uh, had lots of tears come out. Any amount of water that I drank this past week, which is always less than you're supposed to drink, actually came out of my eyeballs. So um, instead, <laughs> I went for a walk to Abbott Kinney this morning to go get a um, to go get a matcha, which this is like the third matcha I've ever had, and I still don't like them. They taste like seaweed to me, but for whatever reason, I just feel kind of like feel kind of cool drinking them. I don't know; it's different than than a coffee. And I feel like it doesn't give you that, like, coffee breath. Coffee breath is the literal worst. Plus, like, my teeth have been getting a little bit, like, darker. So this is really random. But my front tooth on my right is a veneer. I broke it in third grade. Um, actually, the other day when I did an Instagram story asking, like, questions, people asked me if I've ever gotten work done on my teeth. And, um, yeah, my front tooth is a veneer. So if I drink too much coffee or I whiten my teeth too much, like the veneer doesn't change color. Well, it'll get darker from coffee, but it won't get whiter. So I have to be really, really careful about that. Anyways, what I was saying was I was walking down Abbott Kinney and I was going to go get a matcha to wake myself up. And I don't know if I'm necessarily there yet. So we're gonna do shots because it's Saturday morning. Woo! <laughs> Just kidding. Um, we're actually gonna do a liquid energy shot and I got this from Air One. Um, let's quickly talk about Air One because I think it's a, you know, something we got to talk about. Um, I posted on my story, it literally costs like $20 just to walk in there. You don't even have to buy anything. Like you walk in there and it's like $20 just to breathe. Why is everything in there so fucking expensive? I don't get it. They actually sell $25 water. Why do I keep going back every single day? I, that's even a bigger question. I don't know. I, why do I justify spending... $12 on a medium-sized oat milk vanilla latte? Don't know. It's not that good, but like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I recently also found out that Air One is nowhere spelled backwards. So anyways, if you're ever in LA, I feel like you have to go to an Air One. I feel like all the celebrities go there. Maybe that's why I continuously go there because I'm like, mm, maybe one day I'm going to run into Justin Bieber. <laughs> so we'll see. I haven't run into him yet, but we're going to do this shot and oh yeah <laughs> I 
I can hear it like so clearly in my headphones that I'm wearing. I started wearing headphones in my podcast because um, my audio has been really shitty. That's that's complete honesty. I'm very aware that it's been bad. So wearing these headphones, I'm like, I can actually hear myself talk and everything is so heightened. So it's definitely like an ASMR. So here we go. Ready? One, two, three. What the heck? They, they got to make the, the whole opening a lot bigger. I can't chug this. <laughs> oh, it's not great. It's not, <clears throat> it's not awesome. Okay, last bit. Okay. So by the end of this episode, if you can't hear what I'm saying because I'm talking so fast, we're going to blame it on this. Oh my god. In high school, before we would go to parties, uh, my friend Tessa was like known. It was infamous that we would stop at a gas station and we would get uh, five-hour energies. She always just kind of like had them on stock. Like, I don't know why, but I feel like every time I sat in her little Honda, it was a Honda Accord. It was dark silver. In the middle console, I feel like she always had a stockpile <laughs> of, of four-hour four hour energies. I don't know how many hours, but anyways... All right, this was paying tribute to you, Tessa. Can't wait to see her when I go home for the holidays. But now that I've kind of done like my little spiel, warmed up into things. So this episode is going to be all about moving into a new apartment. As you all know, I moved into a new apartment that I have spent maybe more, no more than like 10 days living in. (laughs) So stupid of me. I signed a lease, okay? My lease was up, signed a new lease, I moved in, and then like two weeks later, I came came out to LA for like a week and a half and then I went back to Austin for like two weeks for my Halloween event and then right after the Halloween event I came back to LA. So my apartment has just been sitting there. I'm still paying rent which sucks you guys. It literally sucks. Um, And yeah so I'm really really excited that when I do go back to Austin I can finally like get completely settled in but I've now moved into two different places and I feel like I have a lot of insight to give you guys um and one of my most often questions is like oh how do you know where to move or where should I live in Austin doesn't even necessarily need to be Austin but like people are just always asking for advice so I figured I would break this up for you guys because I am clearly an expert right <laughs> so I have a couple of different uh topics here we're going to start with how to find an apartment number one open up your eyeballs so that you just find it no I'm just kidding um <clears throat> Number one thing that I did when, so, okay, backstory. Before I moved to Austin, Texas, I had obviously lived there for two summers. If you listen to my first episode, I talk all about how I did an internship there, lived in West Campus, and West Campus is um, a part of UT, and it's like all college students, and I just did a sublease there. I found the sublease from a Facebook group, but backtracking to that, when I fully moved to Austin, I had no idea where to live because I wasn't going to live on campus. And it was also the middle of quarantine. This was like May 2020 when I was looking for apartments and I moved in July. So I used an apartment locator. I cannot express this enough. People are always like, where should I live in Austin? I'm like, girl, I'm not a realtor. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know every single apartment building. And there's always so many that are popping up too. Like you can't keep on top of that. So using an apartment locator, literally you just tell them everything you're looking for. I was like, I need a white kitchen, okay? None of that dark cedar wood Texas bullshit. I don't want that. So uh, can't. Doesn't fit my, you know, aesthetic. Nothing against anybody who who has that, you know? 
it's all preference. But white kitchen or just like a really bright kitchen was number one on my list. And then location, price, amenities, all of those things. You tell them basically everything that you want and then they come up with a whole list of different places. And the best part is that they are completely free. This sounds like such a plug. <laughs> it sounds like an ad right now. Uh, while I'm at it, so the apartment locating company that I used was Smart City Housing in Austin. And they have a bunch of different cities that they uh, that they have offices in too. I think like Nashville, Chicago, Dallas, Houston. Um, but there's apartment locators in every city. So definitely, definitely recommend doing that. They do all of the work for you. So <clears throat> prior to using apartment locator, I was literally going online and you can do this too. If you want to find it on your own, you don't want to work with somebody else, that's totally fine. Um, you can go on like apartments.com. You can also look on Zillow. I would say on Zillow, it's a lot more of like condos that are for rent. Um, it's not necessarily like apartments. And I think it's a lot harder on Zillow than apartments.com. But anyways, they do all the work for you. They set up all of your tours. And for me, it was amazing because I wasn't living in Austin yet right? So like I couldn't actually tour anything. So the apartment locators would set up virtual tours for me and they would basically go to the property and then they would FaceTime me and then they would like walk me through the the apartment. It was honestly like really, really nice. It does suck in that aspect that like you can't get a full grasp of like how big everything actually is because if they're showing you everything in like a wide lens camera, obviously like per, the per, perception, per, perspective, proportions the proportions are a little bit off but that's a really great thing to do especially especially if you're moving to a city completely blind and you don't know like any buildings or anything and you just have to move right in like the first day you get there you don't have any time to apartment shop so those are like my number number one thing to do is literally just use an apartment locator if you want to do it on your own, like I said, apartments.com, I spend hours and hours and hours on there. Um, and then I finally realized, you know what, apartment locator can find it better for me. So my first apartment, and I moved out of there. So I'm more than happy to tell you guys, I used to live at the Camden on Rainy Street. And I can, I'm going to tell you some like personal stories about my time there. Um, loved living there, but it definitely helped me realize like what I'm looking for in the next place that I moved into. And so then the second place that I just signed to, I found it on my own just because I had other friends that already lived there and I toured it when the, when the building was being built. So I didn't use an apartment locator this last time, but I'm telling you, can't speak highly enough. Last thing is Facebook. Okay. So you can either go in like Facebook, uh, marketplace and you can see listings. So if you're looking for a house, for example, I would use it for Facebook for houses. There's not necessarily a lot of apartments on there other than like subleases which could be really nice so say like you want to try something out you don't necessarily want to move into an apartment full-time you could always do like a one to two month um, short-term sublease and just test it out test out the waters before you make that like final commitment and I say the same thing too about like moving to a city so my sister Erin has been traveling for like the past three weeks she went to Arizona Utah and Denver I believe um, I don't know exactly, but she, and she's kind of in this stage of her life where she's trying to figure out like, what's my next move? She wants to move out of Cleveland, doesn't really know where. And I'm like, Aaron, you're remote right now. You should just go on like a trip 
live in each of these different cities for a little bit of time. I mean, give yourself enough time to like make some friends and to, you know, explore the area and figure out like, where do I see myself living? And that way you can test the waters before you're just picking up your entire life and moving. Um, so I'm excited to see her for the holidays. I'm going back to Ohio in a couple of weeks for Thanksgiving. I haven't been in Ohio since, um, since March for my grandma's funeral. And so um, I'm really excited to see my friends from high school. Like they all have so many good stories and my sisters and um, gonna have a lot of really, really good episodes coming with that. So stay tuned. Um, but anyways, this kind of leads me into my next thing. So now that you know that you need a new apartment, maybe you're moving into your first one, you're just switching locations. There are so many things to consider that I never even thought about when I was shopping around. So <clears throat> the number one thing is like, are you going to live alone? Are you going to live with a roommate? You need to figure that out. Um, that's like the number one thing, obviously, because you need to see if you're looking for a one bedroom, a two bedroom, a three bedroom, a house, an apartment. What are you actually looking for? And the roommate situation has such a huge pull on that. I mean, that's such an obvious. I feel like I shouldn't even need to say that. But um, for me, I was really trying to decide. So my first apartment, I lived with a girl. Her name was Lauren. And we were mutual friends from Ohio, actually. She went to high school right by me. And she had lived in Texas for like a year prior to me. Uh, she had a bunch of family there and we just got connected and then she ended up uh, moving out in I think like February it was like right around the time that I had just gotten over COVID because I had it in January she ended up getting a dog and she moved to um, a new apartment with like a yard um, a little bit north now I don't need to share every detail about her life but anyways there was a period of time where I was just living alone um, and it, it was maybe like two or three months and it was kind of like a really good test for me to be honest because after my entire lease was over in September I was like I don't know if I want to live with a with a friend again or if I just want to do it alone and so those two months that I was able to kind of figure it out I was like oh okay I I kind of actually really enjoy this so then Lily moved in um I think like May to September um she I mean we talk about this like in our episode together I think it's what episode number three we talk about Cabo and we talk a little bit about how she ended up coming to Austin and all that. So you can listen to that if you are curious. I would love, Lily's now in uh, in New York. She found her new apartment through mutual friends who had a sublease. So I feel like a lot of times when you're moving to a new place, it's really just the connections that help you find an apartment. Um, but so basically after Lily moved out, I was like, I literally, I cannot say enough amazing things about Lily, my best friend ever. Um, and I just, I knew that I would not enjoy living with another person the way that I enjoyed living with her. And I'm kind of like, all right, I'm 24, time to kind of, you know, be on my own, completely on my own. Um, and so I think your first year out of college, it's really good to have a roommate because you're not just throwing yourself right into it because you're obviously like, you're an adult now. And I mean, college, yes, you're an adult, but there's a completely different type of responsibility that comes with living completely alone like you don't have classes you have a literal job you have so many other responsibilities um so I definitely think living with a roommate your first year out of college is a great thing even if you know your roommate is terrible and you guys don't get along I think it teaches you you know kind of how to grow up a little bit how to live with other people and then after that you can go your separate ways so that's my number one thing to consider second thing and these aren't necessarily in order of like importance but one thing that's really important for me especially living in texas it's so freaking hot 
it's like 110 degrees in the summer and I cannot live in an apartment that doesn't have a pool. And one really random thing that you don't think about when you're signing a lease is what are like the pool hours and what are the restrictions with the guests? Because when I first moved into my apartment, literally anybody could like come up to the pool. And that was a cool thing because I'd never had to worry about like my guests and my friends that were coming over. Um, but then it also kind of sucked because it didn't regulate all of the people that could be up at the pool. So there were a bunch of random people that didn't live at my apartment building that were trashing like our amenities. So um, I think that's something to look into. My apartment now, I think you get like two guests, two guest passes. And then obviously there's different ways to like finagle some extra passes. So you can bring in other friends, but that's just something to think about. And then does your place have a, um, a gym? Are you somebody that like works out all the time? Is it 24 seven gym? Obviously, cause if, the, if you don't have a gym, then that's another expense that you have to kind of take out of your rent and figure that out. Unless, you, unless you're not looking for a gym. Um, and then do you have like a cool coffee machine? You guys, my new place, it's like my favorite thing about, about my apartment. I go down to the lobby and I'm like, Ooh, what kind of little thing am I going to make today? I don't know why, but the cool coffee machine, it was like, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have to live here. It's, (laughs) and what other kind of amenities do you have like a workspace? Um, are there, this is a really random one. Um, We actually have extra rooms in our apartment building that you can rent out for like a lower price and it's kind of like a hotel. So if I were to have a friend in town, I could rent out the place for, I think it's like 150 a night, Um, which that is, it's definitely high, but it's like downtown Austin, you know, it's a a great building, whatever. So that's also something too, um, if you ever have family or friends in town too, just to keep in mind. I don't know if that's important to you. It wasn't important to me until I found out that I had that amenity. And then now I'm like, ooh, I'm never going back. I'm never looking back. All right, next one. When was your apartment built? Okay, because if it's a brand new build under new construction, keep in mind that if you sign a lease for November and it's supposed to be done in October, you might get delayed. You might not be able to move in right away. Um, And also keep in mind there might be a lot of maintenance issues Um, that they're still working through because sometimes if it's a brand new building and they move you in on your date, they might not have everything like fully figured out. So for me, my toilet freaking overflowed the first week that I moved in. I'm paying so much money for toilet water on my floor. It's seeping into my clothes now. Gross, just gross. Um, So that's something. And then also too, in my shower, they put like the gawk. (laughs) Is that the right word? Like the gawking um, over the tile. And it's supposed to like chip off so the gawking is only in between the tiles, but it's still all over it. So my tiles look like, it looks like there's clay rubbed all over them. I don't know. So that's just something like go into it with, you know, expectations that if it's brand new, you might have more issues. But then also if it's like older, keep in mind that multiple people have lived in the building before you. So my first apartment, a lot of people lived in it before me. I mean, it's not, it wasn't that old. Um, but like our white walls had like black marks on them. There were dings everywhere. There was like chips in the floor. There's stuff on the microwave. So when you move in, you have to make sure that you take very, very, very good note of all of the damages that are already in the apartment. Cause when they come back and you're moving out, you're like, I did not do that. They're like, well, you didn't put it on the piece of paper. So now we're going to charge you a thousand dollars. And you're like, what the, f- what? So Keep in mind, when you're moving in, you're not the first person living there, there's gonna be damages and you need to make record of them. So you don't, so you're not held liable for it. Um, 
The next one, oh my god, I could literally squeeze the fucking microphone for this one. I, it makes me so angered. So when I when I first moved in to my uh, first apartment, no dogs surrounding me. Most places in Austin are dog friendly, pet friendly, um, and a lot of people in Austin have dogs. And I love dogs. Don't get me wrong, but when they start yapping and barking away at 4 a.m. Not really my thing. So there was a girl who moved in um, about halfway through my lease and she had this giant dog, like giant. And um, so its barks would like echo, literally. It was like the deepest, scariest bark. And whenever she wasn't home, which was usually on the weekends, um, the dog would bark all night long. And it was the apartment like right diagonal from mine. And it would keep me up at night. And usually it was totally fine because I would be out on the weekends. But towards the end of my lease, I started being like, whoa, wait a second. I'm not going out as much. Am I being a little more wholesome? Like, whoa. And so when I was staying in more, I noticed it more and it was so annoying. So when you're getting a new apartment, keep in mind, if you don't have a dog and that's something that bothers you, you should probably figure out like, who around you has a dog? If, if people on both sides of your apartment have dogs and you're like big dogs, you might want to like reconsider moving to a different floor or moving to a different unit. I don't know. Um, also, could we talk about the people that just leave their dog's shit and pee in the hall and in the elevator? Uh, that is just something I, I don't understand. So <laughs> my first place, we had this dog park and it was like directly below my floor. I lived on the third floor and on the first floor it was the dog park and the elevator went down directly to it and there was always like a layer of piss on the in, on the elevator floor. And picture like a fraternity party where there's a layer of natty light like just stomped on the floor. <laughs> yeah, same thing but dog piss in the elevator. So um, I don't know, it was just kind of annoying to me because I'm like, People aren't taking care of the, you know, the community that we live in. And I didn't have a dog, so I couldn't relate to it. So for any of you dog lovers out there, I love dogs. But I just think that when you're living in a place with many, many other people, clean up after it and then we're good. And then I'll pet your dog in the elevator and everything will be great. We'll move on with our day. So that's something to consider. Um, next one is, does the place have a concierge? So my new place does, and they also have security going into the parking garage, which is really, really nice for me, living alone as a young woman in like a big city, especially on such a busy uh, area. I think it was really, really important for me because um, not that I don't feel safe in Austin, but the last place I lived at, we didn't have a concierge. So basically all you had to do was really just like tap in a number and the door would open up and you'd go up to whatever floor and you didn't need a key to go in the elevator. So we actually, towards the end of my lease, started having a lot of issues with um, people, like homeless people coming in or like finding, finding their way into the apartment. There was always a door that was unlocked, which is messed up. Um, <clears throat> and people would come in and they would, number one, they would go into people's apartments if you didn't lock your door. And then number two, they would also steal packages. Um, so I just, when I was home alone, I would deadbolt like literally all of my doors and um, not that I don't do that now, but I just feel a lot safer. And concierge, it might be kind of annoying if you have guests over and they're like asking every single time they come in like for your ID. But you know what? It's kind of a good thing at the end of the day because 
it keeps you safe, right? <laughs> um, the concierge too. I don't know. I mean, the the people in mine are just literally so nice. I've never seen I've never seen nicer people in my life. And there was one night that like my neighbors were having this huge party. Oh my god, this is a whole nother story. I woke up at four a.m. Look out my window, which if you guys have ever seen my apartment, my bedroom window is like catty cornered to the apartment right next to mine. So when I look out, I see directly onto their balcony. Their balcony is pretty small. Like it's no bigger than my bed. And there were like 20 people on it. And they got like EDM, like house music, like like blasting, absolutely blasting. And so I went down to the concierge and I was like, I'm, I don't mean to be this person at all. Like I'm not tattletailing on them, but is there a way that we can like turn it down a little bit maybe like change the station I don't know get some Taylor Swift on there so having a concierge was really nice for that reason too because I didn't have to be the bad guy and be like shut the fuck up (laughs) if you're living in a city the parking might be a bigger issue than maybe like a suburban area Um, but if you're living downtown oftentimes they don't have parking so you have to have street parking which is not necessary like that's just that was never something that I would ever consider. Like, if, if I loved the building, but they had street parking, I would be like, mm-mm, not for me. Because I don't want to... If I get home one night at, like, 2 a.m., I don't want to have to park a few blocks away and then walk alone to my apartment building. And then also think about, like, groceries, too. It's just super inconvenient. You never have, like, a guaranteed parking spot. Um, So when you're considering parking, always keep in mind, too, the price of it. So you might find an apartment that's like $1,500, but parking is $300 a month. And then you might find a place that's like $1,600, but parking is $50 a month. So keep those costs in mind. Um, that's exactly what happened with my, my first place. Uh, it was a little bit more expensive, but parking was a lot cheaper. And it was nice just knowing that every time I parked, I was going into a garage that was covered. It was gated, secure. Um, so yeah. Next one is location. Wow, you guys, I have a lot of things to consider. Okay, this this seems like you're making a huge decision here. It's just an apartment, right? You probably have a lot more things to consider when you're buying a house, but hopefully this is helping you guys. I feel like I'm being like, you know, a little older sister right now. I never never had a younger sister, so now's, now's my moment to shine. So in terms of location, think about where are you going to be spending the most amount of your time? Are you going to be going out downtown a lot? Are you going to be going shopping a lot? Are you going to be at your gym a lot? Are you going to be at your office a lot? Um, I think when you consider that, then you can figure out like where you want to live. For me, I knew that going into my first year living in Austin full time, a lot of like younger people and a lot of the things that I was going to be doing were going to be downtown. And so for me, it made a lot more sense to spend more money to live closer than it would be to save money, be further away, but spend way more money on Ubers because, I mean, if I were living at the domain or I were living up north, I might be spending, I might be saving money on my, on my rent, but I'm probably going to spend that money back in Ubers. I mean, Ubers are so expensive, especially now. So that is something that I think is like really important. There's obviously trade-offs in every single situation or every single decision that you make. Um, So just keep in mind, like, what kind of culture do you want to have? because the location that you choose is really, you know, dependent on that. I would say in terms of Austin, I mean, downtown is obviously, I love it down there, um, up there. I don't, I don't really know, like, the geographical adjective for that. I don't even know if that was, like, a correct 
correct grammar at all. But um, I know a lot of people that live on like Post or South Lamar, not Post. I actually do know a lot of people that live at Post South Lamar, but just South Lamar general area, um, South Congress area. I know a few people that live up by like the Triangle, which is a little north. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's really just dependent on on yourself and where you see yourself spending most of your time. So if you live up north, just know that you're probably gonna be spending the majority of your time up north. Um, and yeah. All right, next one, lease length. I never even knew that this was an option. I always just assumed that it was a 12-month lease. Both places that I lived in, I signed a 15-month lease. And the reason for that is because I saved money. Like, not a lot. I think it was only like, maybe like $20 off per month or something like that. But you do get it a little bit cheaper. And I think it definitely just depends on the apartment. But the main reason why I did it was because I was moving to Austin in July of 2020. July, August, and June are like the highest rent prices ever. I don't know why. I think it's because like kids are graduating college and they're moving into new places. Leases are ending. And so if you could extend your lease to make it into a month that is not as expensive, that's what I did. So July, after a 15-month lease, my lease was up in September. Signed a new place in September and it was a little bit cheaper um, than if I were to sign it in July. So that was another thing that I had on there too is like lease length, but also when you're signing. Um, a lot of times too, they'll have like signing uh, bonuses or like some type of, you know, your application fee is waived, which that's that's so messed up. Why do we have to apply? Why do we have to spend money to apply? I feel like it's like college all over again, you know? Like what are they gonna do? Say that I didn't get in? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, and then the last thing, oh no, no, actually I have two more things. Another one is what kind of people and culture live at this building? So my first place, um, it was definitely more of like a party culture. Um, it was definitely a little bit younger. A lot of people that had lived at the building for years. And um, I would say it's definitely just a lot more like party. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It just completely depends on what you're looking for. And for when I first moved to Austin, it definitely fit the lifestyle I was looking to have. Um, I made so many friends there. I literally loved it. But then towards the end of my lease, I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm ready to move on to something that's a little bit more calm, a little bit more like career focused. And so the new place that I'm living in is definitely a little bit older. It seems a lot more like respectful. People aren't trashing the pool. People aren't having like major parties and huge pregames. And people just take care of the property a lot more. So that was something that I was looking for because wherever you live your environment has a huge huge um effect on your own like motivation and your own lifestyle i would say um so my last thing of things to consider with a new apartment and i i know this was like a huge huge topic <laughs> the next two are a lot shorter um is most importantly does the apartment fit your budget and your standards of what you're looking for in your lifestyle and can you afford it month over month and make your lifestyle that you want work? Um, so like if you want to be social and you want to go out, and I'm not saying that you have to spend money to be social, but say you know that you spend, I don't know, $300 a week going out, going to dinner, whether that's like going to bowling or just doing an activity that costs money. Like can you actually afford that? Or do you need to get a cheaper apartment so you can afford your lifestyle? Or 
Do you want a nicer apartment that's more expensive and then you have to cut down on the expectations of your lifestyle? I think that's honestly just my number one piece of advice. And I'm really, really, really not a good person at budgeting my money. But when I first moved to Austin, my parents like challenged me to write out a list of my budgets, whether that's like, um, what are you paying in student loans every month? Uh, what's your car payment? What's your cell phone bill? What are all of your expenses? Uh, food from the grocery store. How much do you intend to spend going out? So that's a really, really great way to kind of just split it up and have a visual clear expectation of what you truly intend to spend. And that way you can find an apartment that fits that. Um, so that is the last part of that. And gosh, is there anything left? Yeah, there's, there's a little bit left in this little energy bottle. Woo! All right, just took the last little shot and we are on to the next topic, which is roommates. So I said that I talked about this a little bit before. If you are going to live with a roommate, you need to ask yourself this very, very important question. I cannot express how important this question is. Are you looking for a roommate or a best friend? Okay, you have to you have to know what you're looking for because, and you need to know what the other person is looking for too. Because if they are only looking for a roommate, they don't care to be friends with you. They don't care to integrate you into their life. They don't care to invite you out. And you want a best friend, you're not gonna be on the same page. And like, you're not going to enjoy the living experience because you're gonna be wanting to go out with them. You're gonna be wanting to be their friend and they're gonna be wanting to do their own thing or vice versa. So I think that it's really, really important to set the expectation right away. Say you're just moving to a new city and this is your first apartment and say they've lived in this city their entire life. They already have a set group of friends and they don't really care who they live with. They're just looking for somebody to help, you know, pay for their rent. I, I really feel like you're not gonna enjoy that. Um, and I would encourage you to find somebody who's in the same situation as you. They're gonna be way more likely to go out and explore and do things with you and way more likely to include you when you're both trying to make friends and you're both trying to establish yourselves. I do think, however, that it can get really toxic if you're both trying to establish yourselves and it feels like a competitive nature, whether it's like, oh, I made friends with this person, but like they don't wanna be friends with you or I'm going to this event, but like I don't wanna invite you because I don't want them to like you more than me. And that just all goes back to like ego. That's a whole different story we could talk about. But I think that's the most important question you gotta ask. Best friend or roommate? Um, with that, how do you find a roommate? Okay, so if you're moving to a new place, my best advice for you is literally social media. I mean, it's so easy now that you can get connected to literally anyone in the entire country with the, with the touch of a phone. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Um, Bumble BFF. So I definitely recommend Bumble BFF. And if you're trying to find a roommate, I, I mean, I don't know, make it like, make it like you're trying to find a roommate. Like put a picture of your apartment in there so they can see like your style and your aesthetic and like how clean you are, or how messy you are, you know? Um, and then just make your profile like exactly what you're looking for. I, and also too, I think if you're gonna use Bumble BFF or you're gonna use social media in any case, you it's never too early. Remember when we were going to college and if you're in college right now, you probably have like a lot clearer memory. But I remember my freshman year, I got accepted to college and it was like October that I was writing up. I was chit chatting it up on Facebook. Like Kent, 20, class of 2020. And I'm like, hey guys, my name's Jenna. I'm looking for a roommate that loves Ben and Jerry's and drinking wine, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and that was October. 
we weren't even going to school until a year later. Obviously, this situation, you're out of college, um, you're not going to be looking for a roommate like that, that far in advance. But I do think that there's a lot of value in being able to spend time with them and hang out with them for at least a couple weeks before you decide, like, do I want to live with this person? Um, so Bumble BFF. And then another one is Facebook groups. So there's so many city-focused Facebook groups. Um, one that I know of in Austin is, like, Girls New to Austin. Um, and it's literally just girls, so it's nice because you can kind of filter it down. Um, and then there's other more, like, broad ones, such as, like, uh, subleasing groups. I think there's one for, um, oh, my gosh, what's the company called? Not Kayak. I have to, I gotta look it up. I haven't posted in there in literally so long, but it's great because you can look for sublease apartments. You can find places that you could rent out, but also you can find uh, roommates in there too. And that's honestly like the number one place to look. Aside from just personal connections that you have, say maybe you were in a sorority in college, um, you could post on like your sorority alum page. And I know we have one for Alpha Phi. There's like a whole thread on the Alpha Phi merchandise swap page. It's just a whole thread of like, okay, we're moving to blah, blah, city, whatever. Um, I think just relying on your personal network is always, you know, a good idea because if you know somebody in common, that person can also give you insight to, like, their character and their personality instead of just going into it completely blind from social media. But I do think that meeting somebody from social media can be such a great thing too. Um, I don't know. So it's completely up to you. Those are my tips on how to find a roommate. But... You also want to ask yourself too, is this roommate going to add value to my life or are they going to take away from my experience of moving to this new city? So the worst thing that could possibly happen is you move to a new city and you fucking hate this person. And every single day you go to your apartment and you're like, I cannot stand living here. I feel so uncomfortable. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. I hate this place. Is that because your roommate created that environment or is it because you let your roommate create that environment? So ask yourself, is living with a roommate and this specific person going to make my time in this city better or is it going to make me hate it and is it going to make me hate the city and make me want to move out? Um, that's important too. So I don't know. It's up to you. I, I haven't had much time living without a roommate in a little bit of time. I've Seriously, like I said, I lived in my apartment in Austin for maybe like two weeks total. Um, and in that time, I constantly had somebody visiting. So I haven't had a whole lot of like alone, alone time. Um, so I'm still trying to figure that out too. I mean, living alone can definitely be lonely. You got to find ways to like entertain yourself or get involved. And that kind of leads me into another topic a little bit later on. But the next topic that I have is, all right, cool. So you found your place. You know where you're moving to what's next obviously you you have to move whether that is like moving from your parents house moving from college moving from your old apartment you have to move all your shit over at some point so how do you do it number one you have okay you don't have to but i highly 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 encourage you to hire movers i (laughs) this is kind of funny so um i was trying to find movers i literally hired them uh either a day or two before i moved out and did a quick little Google search and I saw college moving hunks and I'm like oh some cute college boys okay sign me up sign me up uh yeah you guys gotta be honest they were not they were not hunks in in my in my humble opinion that might be that might be kind of mean to me 
they just weren't my type. Very sweet, nice boys, but I don't know why. I was kind of picturing like a Zac Efron, Channing Tatum situation, and it just, not necessarily. Um, they were a lot younger than I thought, and I was like, ooh, okay, no, mm-mm, can't happen. But, so if you don't want to my- hire movers, this is your prime opportunity to ask the cute boy that you like to help you move. And if they say yes, and if they're like, yes, I, of course, I would love to help you move, not only are you going to be able to see them working out, their veins are popping, they're sweating, they're glistening, but you'll also know, like, oh, they kind of, they might like me. Um, so, great opportunity. And if you are having movers of any sort, anybody is helping you, make sure that you have it all bagged and boxed before you have your final move out date because I did not do that. And let me tell you, it was a freaking train wreck. I had clothes <laughs> piled in my bathroom sink of stuff that I did not box up because I, in my mind, I thought it was going to be a lot easier just keep it all on hangers and then put it in my car. Turns out it was not easier. Um, I highly, highly recommend everything goes in a box or a bag because then the movers can just move all of it. Um, the less work that you have to do, the better. <laughs> it's kind of my kind of my takeaway. <laughs> um, also, moving day is so fun, you guys. It's like Christmas Eve. It's honestly like going to summer camp um, or like having your parents move you into college, right? Like I was so giddy. I couldn't sleep the night before. I woke up early the next day got a coffee or two or three, had my first shit in my new apartment because of it. No, I'm just kidding. What? No. <laughs> and you go and get, like, go for a walk, get yourself hyped up. It's a new chapter of your life. I feel like moving into a new apartment is one of, the, like, the most refreshing things that you can do because it's a complete reset. If you want to create a new environment for yourself, now is the opportunity to do it. So moving day is so fun. Um, another thing to help you with the moving out situation is to do a closet clean out before you move because the less things you can move the better um so what i did was i went through my closet and i put on uh probably like half my clothes or i just went through i was like i haven't worn this in three years why did i even bring it to texas uh, toss it i'm not don't toss it don't throw your clothes away do not do that donate your clothes to goodwill or to where else can you donate them goodwill or like a woman's shelter, you could you literally just donate your clothes or um, sell them on Depop or Poshmark. And then you can use that money and you can buy new accessories, new furniture. So make sure you do a closet clean out. It could be really fun if you did like a little fashion show with your friends or hear me out. What if you made like a TikTok and you're like, actually, I saw a girl do this a couple days ago. Um, you could do like a little TikTok and it's like, tell me if I should keep this or not. You do a whole series about it. I went through my closet and I found some really fucking questionable things. I'm like, why, whatever in the world possessed me to buy this, like, giant, the one thing that I can't get over is this giant wrecking ball necklace. It's like a huge gold pendulum. I remember it was from Boohoo in college. I just, oh my god, it really makes you question life a little bit. So, closet clean out for sure. Also, make sure you sell your furniture too. Um, my new apartment just did not match the aesthetic. (laughs) Oh God, it sounds so like bratty to say, but the furniture that I got from my first place, I didn't love it. Honestly, I just bought it because it was in stock and I wanted furniture immediately. Like I wanted to fulfill the need to have furniture and have my place decorated instantly. 
So instead of waiting to buy pieces that I loved, I bought pieces that were just fine. And then when I moved into my new apartment and I was like, okay, you know, I've been graduated for a year. I have like more money now. I have more time to shop. I realized I don't want any of this stuff. So me being, you know, stupid, I had the movers move all of that crap over only for me to sell it on Facebook Marketplace literally 24 hours later. So I paid a lot more for movers to do that, which by the way, if you're curious, I had the movers do like a TV credenza, my TV, a couch, my bed, a dresser, a desk, and then a table and two chairs. And then they, they moved like a couple boxes and stuff and they did it all in, I think like two and a half, three hours and it cost me $500. Okay, I sold my couch for like, I think it was 300 or 400. So basically selling my couch, I didn't even get to pay for the movers. I, and if I would have just sold the couch before, I probably wouldn't have spent that much money on the movers. So sell your furniture, okay? <laughs> sell your furniture and do it on Facebook Marketplace because you have nice stuff, it's gonna go in literally like two seconds. I got on Facebook Marketplace and I felt like the biggest entrepreneur of my life. I was answering phone calls left and right. I was bargaining. I was like an auctioneer. It's really fun, it's exhilarating. And it's even more fun to buy furniture on it. Which takes me into my next topic and this is second to last and then I promise you guys I'm done talking your ear off. So uh, this next topic is decorating and apartment shopping. So like I said, the number one thing that I learned, which is a do not, is don't just buy something right away if you don't love it. Like wait out for the thing that you actually truly love that you can see yourself keeping long term. Because I bought this blue TV stand and I hate it after a year. And now I'm like, this was literally $500 when I bought it. And now I'm gonna get maybe 250 out of it. And that's such a waste of money. If I would have just waited one more month to get the one that I actually wanted that I would keep for years and years. So hold out when you can. Um, Obviously, you know, you can't hold out for too long, otherwise you're not gonna be having a couch or a bed for probably months. Um, But my next thing with apartment shopping is Pinterest is literally your best friend. Pinterest has absolutely everything you possibly need to know from DIY to inspiration to uh, like floor plans. I don't even know that was a thing, but um, Pinterest just has absolutely everything. And I, I like to think I have like a creative eye, but then I go on Pinterest and I'm like, holy shit, I, I am not good at interior design at all. These people are. So then you save stuff, you get some inspiration. You can, you can pin specific bedding. For example, there's this bed from Joybird think it's called it's a green velvet bed and I'm like I would give my left arm I'm left-handed you guys I'd give it for this green velvet bed it's like $1,300 but for whatever reason I see this Pinterest picture of it I'm like that's all I ever want in life so Pinterest use it for your inspo majority of my furniture that I buy comes from home goods goodwill or like a furniture warehouse store um or Facebook Marketplace. Like I said, Facebook Marketplace is literally the best place ever. I just bought a brown leather couch that was originally like $1,500. I got it for $500 and it was only a year old. You get the best deals on there and it's not all of like the same um, standard furniture. I feel like oftentimes you go to a furniture store and everything looks the exact same 
And I feel like on Facebook Marketplace, you can find some unique pieces um, and you can find it for such a good deal. So definitely, definitely use that. Home goods too. I am a, I am a slut for home goods. Oh my God, I would literally make out with home goods if I could. Ah, I love it there. I go there probably two to three times a week. Um, pro tip, they get fulfillment on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You got to go in the morning. Um, maybe like, well, I don't know. Cause actually, you know what? Go during your, your lunch break. Um, yeah, I think it's Tuesday, Thursdays. Go during your lunch break. Hopefully you have one near you. If not, you can go right after work. Um, I get the best stuff from there. I mean, I have a whole story I can tell you about these white Sherpa chairs that I just got. Um, Robert is shaking his boots right now. He's listening to this podcast and he's like, this bitch stole my chairs. Um, I found these, you guys know CB2, um, so expensive. They have these Sherpa chairs. Pretty much every single influencer in the world has these like these Sherpa chairs, which personally I know that I'm going to get them matted down or like I'm going to spill wine on them or something, but the chairs from CB2 are like $1,200 or something. I found them at HomeGoods for $300. And to me, I'm like, that's a great investment, you know? $300 per chair. That's, I know that that sounds expensive, but it's something that I know I'm gonna have for a long time. So HomeGoods, oh, cannot say enough good things about it. And if you're feeling crafty, my mom and I did so much of my furniture from Goodwill. You go in there, you find something that has like a good base and you can paint it, you can do whatever. Um, my first place was definitely more of that like, cottage core <laughs> cottage core farmhouse live laugh love vibe so i did have some like whitewashed wood trying to get away from that nothing wrong if that's your vibe but my old place definitely reminded me of like a lake house cottage and now i'm trying to go for like chic modern so you can find a lot of really good stuff at at goodwill too and then like warehouse sales actually there's um anthropology does this like huge warehouse sale i i want to say it's in somewhere in PA. I want to say like Philly or something. I don't know. And then I think they have one in like Atlanta. I don't know. You got to look it up, but there's so many warehouse places you could go to. Um, and then, oh, last thing is keep price tags on everything until you know for sure that you want to keep it. This is something that I did. I would just like take the price tags off of pillows and then right away I'm like, oh, that's actually really ugly right there. Or I would take the price tag off of like, I don't know, oh, I have this little accent table that I bought and I don't like it, but the tag was in the way and I was like, mm, the tag is really messing up like the feng shui right now. So I took it off and now I can't return it. So keep the tags on until you're set in stone that you love it. Um, and like I've already said, splurge on things that you know you'll keep for a long time and maybe try to cut back on some of those like super trendy accessories that you're not going to like in like a few months from now. Um, I mean, still buy them nonetheless, still buy them, make it your own space, but don't spend as much money on them because you're probably going to get rid of them or replace them in like a few months or a year or the next time you move into a new place. Um, so you guys, this is my last topic and then we're done. Wow. It's been 52 minutes. That's insane. It might, it might be a little bit less, but the unedited version right now, 52 minutes. Guys, I didn't think I was going to have enough stuff to talk about for like 30 minutes. This is insane. It's got to be this little coffee shot or this little energy shot I did. All right, last one. Woo, you're all moved in. Now what? Now, what do you do now? What do you do? You just sit in your bed? No, we do not do that. 
you are going to get on your little community page your apartment building probably has it there's some type of like residential portal and there's always a community wall what i do is i stalk every single person that lives in my apartment building <laughs> um i say that in full like honesty sincerity i literally looked at every single neighbor that i have looked up on social media and i was like okay who, who am i gonna be friends with check it out <laughs> It, I think it's good to like see who you're living with to recognize faces especially if you're going to be there for 15 months or a year or whatever like you want to be friends with your neighbors you know you don't want to live in a place where you walk in you don't know anyone so do that do like do your research and then go to community events if your apartment building puts on any like mingling or like mixers go to it it might be really awkward for a second but like pretty much everybody that's going to go is going to go alone and especially, especially if you live in a brand new apartment building, just keep in mind that every other person also just moved in. And I mean, if you're in like an older complex, obviously there's gonna be people that have lived there for years. And so it might be a different like dynamic, but it's not weird. Just go, you'll probably make a friend. If you don't make a friend, at least you'll have a familiar face that every time you get in the elevator with them, you can at least smile. It's not like super awkward. Um, this is a really random thing. And this has nothing to do with it, but when you guys get in an elevator and somebody has a dog, do you feel entitled to pet the dog? I do. And there's a lot of times where it's like a really slobbery, like dirty dog that I don't want to touch. But for whatever reason, I feel like the owner is going to be like a little bit offended if I don't touch it, if I don't pet it. Um, curious your guys' thoughts on that. But uh, anyways, my last two things are go knock on your neighbor's doors. Um, the girl that just moved in across from me she just moved from Miami. She doesn't know anybody here. Um, she literally just got a new job. She's my age. And I'm probably going to be great friends with her. So what I'm going to do is invite those people over for like a little housewarming. And I feel like that's a great way to just mingle and make some new friends. I mean, people that live in your building could be the best friends because you can see them at literally any time. You know, they might live like a couple doors away or a couple floors up or down. Um, and making friends in your apartment building makes your apartment feel so much what i was saying is uh making friends in your apartment building makes your apartment feel so much more like a home it feels way more inviting every time you walk in you see familiar faces um so yeah those are my last pieces of advice those are my do's my don'ts stuff about roommates my own regrets and ironically that's the title of this podcast episode so i hope that you guys enjoyed it maybe you learned something if not maybe you chuckled a little bit here or there um probably not i'm a little bit off my game today i promise i'll be better in the next um but my next episode you guys i'm literally so excited about um i guess i won't i won't ruin the surprise yet but i have a very exciting guest and i think you guys are gonna love it so i'll kind of leave you on that on a little cliffhanger um we're approaching holiday season so hopefully you guys are able to spend some time with your family um finishing up some of those exams for anybody in college and yeah uh, if you're moving to a new place I wish you the best of luck and hopefully this episode helped you a little bit I don't really know how to sign it off you guys I haven't done this solo in a long long time um, oh I know what I'm forgetting this is my fun activity of the week go to Goodwill or a thrift store and find something that you can DIY that you can make into a craft whether that's like uh, candle holders that you can like kind of upcycle somehow or it's like a little side table that you can paint. Do some type of craft. I don't know why, but every time I do something that's like crafty or DIY, it's so fulfilling and 
it kind of is just like a little creative refresh. So that's my idea to do this week. Uh, you could do it alone, you could go with a friend, and it doesn't really matter, but that's my idea for you. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to sign off now. And woo, have a great week, guys. See you next Tuesday.